Hey everyone, this is Rizzly Bears, and you're listening to the Camp League Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome back everyone to episode 11 of the Camp League Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we're once again joined by the one and only Brandon Ingolstead. Brandon, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. Look forward to this every week. And we're going to get into this intro right now. It was made apparent by our last call-in, Ranger Danger, that I did snub him a little bit in the accolade section that I typically do to every person that calls in. I haven't slept since that episode thinking, Dan, I, you are 100% right. But the reason being that was is there is not enough time in this podcast to list all of your accolades. And that is truly what I wanted to say. But I got so flustered. I, I, I got a starstruck that you were actually on the show. I mean, it, it's a living legend gracing us with his vocal presence on this podcast. And I, I, I couldn't even find the words to utter thank you for being on the show. And let me tell you how good this man, Dan, is. Dan embodies the gospel so much so that he even takes the leading, takes the initiative of the upside down kingdom even into the fantasy football world. Great leaders are said are to be uh, classified as not leading from the front, but leading from the bottom up. And Dan, I cannot say enough good things about you. There, our league is so much better having you in it. And just being a great godly man to lead, like I say, letting us young bucks have our time in the spotlight. You've won so many championships that you can't even count them all. And, and we're just all trying to aspire to be you. So once again, thanks for gracing us with, by being in this league and showing us how it's really done. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for those kind words to my father-in-law. I, you know, being his son-in-law for the last 10 years, I don't know if I've ever said anything that nice to him before. So um, I probably got to step up my game as well. But yes, I do. <laughs> I do echo Brandon's words. Dan, you are the man uh, and you do do very well in the fantasy world. So keep it up. Um, even though you're in ninth place, we are certainly we certainly know you will not stay there for good. So thank you for that, Brandon. Let's start this week off with one of the, again, one of the hottest fan favorite segments we'd like to call Letter to the Commissioner. Brandon, what's it going to be for me this week? Oh, man, we got a great letter for you today, Jeff. So this one, uh, this letter goes as such. So that's it. That's all we're going to do. Last week, one of the best bets in our fantasy, fantasy league history happens and we're not going to continue this each week we highlight a game of the week on this podcast but somehow a bet of but how about a bet of the week i guarantee you no one was watching their own games last week with the fact that 50 dollars is on the line for the winner of the touchdown crew versus ranger danger matchup i would bet money on that is this going to be a unicorn bet or is there going to be a weekly or is this going to be a weekly thing? Let's bring back the smack talk. Let's bring back the side bet matchups. 
is T are TK and Dan the only two people in our league wearing their big boy pants? I would like to see more happen more often. Mr. Commissioner, let's make this happen. Sincerely, an optimistic league member. Ooh, this is a juicy one. Uh, thank you for whoever submitted that letter to the commissioner. I appreciate it. I agree uh, with the league member. I do think that we should bring back more of these bets. Um, and so here's what I'm thinking. So we do a, we, we do a money update every week where we give $5 to the winner of uh, the person who scores the most points, the highest scoring team. Now, just off the top of my head here, if we don't want to do side bets of straight cash, like last week, $50, I think this would be very fun to do. Now that we're nine weeks into the season, eight of us have money pending payments. Uh, I currently, I won last week with the highest scoring team of the week. So I have $10 technically that has not been paid out to me yet. So here's what I think we should do. Moving forward, if we want to get two teams to either do a side bet of potentially $50, I mean, that that's just awesome. We should, that we should, was awesome. If, if anyone wants to do a side bet of, of $50 plus, I know those, I know you South Dakota boys like to drop some big bucks, um, which would be very fun and interesting, which, you know, definitely, definitely brings the fantasy football league to the next level. However, if we don't want to drop $50, why are we not wagering our pending payout dollars that are just sitting there technically in the, in, in Venmo right now, they're just sitting in there. So let's do this. Um, Vaughn. I have $10. You have $5. No, sorry. Vaughn doesn't have any money yet. <laughs> sorry, Vaughn. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Vaughn. Well, hey, I'll, I'll do this. If, if, uh, if Vaughn wants to play me this week, if he want, and he's playing me, if he wants to bet me, um, he can bet me straight cash. Or if I lose, I will pay him my winnings from my highest scoring team weeks. Brandon, what do you think of that? I love it. I love that. Let's get some money. Uh, let's get some money changing hands here. Stale money is bad money. So let's let's it keep is. this economy booming. Inflation so. alone is going to eat our winnings. So we might as well spend it. We might as well right. bet it. League fees so. are expected to jump sixty percent next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. <clears throat> well, anyway, uh, yeah. So that's what I have to say. I think we should keep this going. $50 a week might be a little too much, obviously, but that was awesome. Thank you to Tyler and Dan. Congratulations to Dan on winning that $50. Yes, um, yeah, I think, I think we should learn how to bet our potentially highest scoring team money update dollars. Oh, I, I, I agree. I love the, I love the side games. Cause then not only are you worried about your, your game, you get, you know, there's more excitement getting to follow someone else's game as well. Correct. So thank you for the optimistic league member for that letter. Brandon, we had our second major trade. This happened this last Friday where Tyler and Sam struck a deal. Tyler received running back Derek Henry and quarterback Matthew Stafford. And Sam received Derek Carr, running back Elijah Mitchell, and wide receiver Amari Cooper. Brandon, 
based on those trade on that those players being traded, what grade would you give Tyler for receiving Derrick Henry and Matthew Stafford? Uh, on this grade the trade section, I gave Tyler a B plus. Okay, explain to me why. B for Brandon, obviously. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, I like the move, getting number two quarterback overall. Uh, and Tyler was weak at that position, so he found a way to possibly, you know, to better himself at that. The only, the other reason I didn't get it graded higher is yes, Derrick Henry is a big name, and he is on your, he is eating up an IR spot for a long time, and. With COVID, I, I just don't like the play on that. Um, as there are other players that I feel like that you need to stash for a week, and that's essentially what our IR spot is doing. It, it seems like this season. So that's the that's the reason for the B plus for me. Okay, and that's really funny because this is now so it's the second trade, but we graded Corey, we graded Ben, and now we graded Tyler, and. The first two grades, we were the same, and I actually gave Tyler a B-plus as well. And so here's my reasoning. Uh, I gave him a B-plus because I do think he upgraded in quarterback, which when we interviewed him a couple weeks ago, he said that obviously the, the quarterback position was the one position he could upgrade in, which I agree. He didn't have very good quarterbacks, um, but he upgrades to Matthew Stafford, and at that time, uh, he was not kind of dinged up. Now he's a little bit dinged up, so that's you know, we're taking into context there, but yeah, he's the second rated quarterback um, so far in fantasy. So he could end up being the number one to get him $10. And then, like you said, the reason why I didn't give him a higher grade was could, because potentially Derrick Henry could be a worthless trade pick. Yeah. He's put on IR for six to 10 weeks is projected time frame, And assuming the latest time frame here and assuming Tyler makes the playoffs and gets into the playoffs, to get to the Super Bowl, the last week, he Derrick Henry would be projected to play for one week. So who knows even when at that time um, he would be playing at that time anyway. So I gave Tyler also a B plus. For Sam, I gave – I'll go first on Sam. Mm -hmm. I gave Sam an F, uh, which is – I know it's a terrible grade, but here's here's why I gave him this grade. Just this week alone, the three players that he got, Derek Carr, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell, and Amari Cooper, total combined scored 27 points. 27 points. That was it for the three players combined. That, that, that's not very good. That's not very good. Okay. The other thing is that he had at that time, before he made the trade, Sam had Tyler Lockett on his roster, which he dropped. Tyler Lockett at that time was scoring, as I guess as of today, scoring 13.1 points per game. Mm -hmm. Amari, Amari Cooper, he, he received 13.2. Okay, zero upgrade. Second player, Elijah Mitchell, averaging 13.2 points per game. Melvin Gordon, who is on waivers right now, is already scoring, is already averaging 12.3, which is Point nine points less. So even if you said I need to upgrade in running back mm -hmm. without without trading away any players, Melvin Gordon essentially is a free player on waivers, which you can upgrade. Okay? Yeah. 
quarterback is a little bit different. Um, Matthew Stafford is averaging 26 points per game. You decrease it to get Derek Carr, who's scoring 22. But Jimmy G is scoring 18.9 points, and he's on the waiver wire. So hmm. I don't really think you – I mean, I don't think you're really upgrading by getting Derek Carr. Because yeah. the other side of it is Tyler wasn't going to start Amari Cooper anyway. He's got De- Devontae Adams, and he's got Jamar Chase, who's number two and number six overall in the league. He's not starting Amari Cooper. That's just like a throwaway player. So yeah. he's also not going to start. Eli- he's not going to start Elijah Mitchell. He's got Delvin Cook and James Conner. So I think there were two throwaway players and Derek Carr, who mm-hmm. is so-so. So that's why I gave Sam an F. What did you give Sam? I ended up giving Sam a C plus for this one. <clears throat> and okay. I looked through it through the eyes because uh, this trade happened between podcast shows. And so I, <clears throat> I tried to look at it through the eyes of uh, – <clears throat> sorry there. I got to take a sip of my holy water here. Uh, uh, there we go. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I looked at it through the eyes of um, – before the game happened and rather than looking at it through the, you know, rather than through the, uh, after the results of the game. So I gave Sam a C plus based on it that he had injuries buys and there was a lot of like, I, I I won't say that he, I can't say it anymore because Tyler said that Tyler plugged the holes in one. Okay. There, I said it, Tyler, take your apology. Um, so I think Sam was trying to plug some holes and it still didn't add up to much. They, um, the matchups were pretty good. And look, if you look at the games now too, the Cowboys played atrocious. Um, Elijah Mitchell, they were, pl- the 49ers were playing from behind the whole game where the run, the run game wasn't a priority anymore. Uh, and Derek Carr through the first four weeks was quarterback one, I believe. And, um, but yes, now with, uh, with the new head coach, interim coach, I mean, you can see that the, that the turnovers are piling up there too. But, uh, but the average, I mean, for Derek Carr, like, um, and he also did lose a, uh, a, a receiver as well. So, um, but yes, the, that's why I, I gave it a C plus as I, I see Matthew Stafford, a better play overall. And, uh, but I know Sam, uh, now that we can see, you know, the high, in hindsight, I do. I think that's why I gave him a C plus is because he was trying to fill holes and, and get a win for that week. Yeah, I think he just gave up too much. I think <clears throat> I don't think he had too many holes, as many as maybe he thinks he has. Um, so I think that's that's maybe why I went too hard on him. But that's what I gave him. I'm sticking to it. I used to be a, I used to be a teacher, Brandon, so I know how to grade papers pretty well. So no, no issue with that. <laughs> That's good. So. You circled that one in red. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> um, I will probably be mailing the trade to his mother as well, just so she can re- review the paper. <laughs> <clears throat> so, well, let's let's go into the uh, pickups of the week here. I got to cat myself on the back and pick on Dan. Dan dropped Matt Ryan last week to pick up Mike White. And I scooped up Matt Ryan for $0. He scored me 33 points and led me to the top scoring team of the week. So I'm going to pat myself on the back for pickup of the week. The biggest bench blunder of the week, uh, I think we can just say Tyler's whole bench. He left James yeah. Conner. He left James Conner for 38.8 points. 
the Titans defense for 28 points and George Kittle with had which had 18.1 points and also lost $50. That's a $50 bench right there. <laughs> Not to mention Tyler's bench outscored Darren's whole starting roster. I think I texted that out. <clears throat> That's you have to dump the salt in the that open wound there. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's probably not going to happen very often. So when it does, I got to take, take advantage of it. So thank you, Tyler, for again, being the bench funder of the week. Last night's waiver wire transactions, the most expensive player was Cleveland running back Dearness Johnson. Brandon, you scooped him up for $27. What uh, what was your strategy there in picking up Dearness Johnson? Well, I'm so scorned from last week after not winning my bet or not winning my bid, and I with uh, Chubb going on the IR and Hunt out, um, I do I do like the man the matchup Johnson has, and so that's why I'm like I would be disappointed if I don't get this player because uh, I do need um, as you pointed out earlier. I would have to fill a spot with Zach Ertz in a flex position in order to have a full roster. And so I, I looked at that and I said, this would be uh, very hard to overcome this. So if I don't get this player, I will be disappointed. So I put the a dollar amount that I thought for sure would get him. You outbid, uh, outbid Sam by $14 to get him. Um, you also got linebacker Cole Holcomb. Uh, from Washington, who you outbid Dan by $7 to get Cole Holcomb. Brandon, did you, um, were you feeling a little bit bitter about last week losing Denzel Perryman? Yes, very much so. And I, I thought I'd, I tried playing a matchup by keeping the player I picked up as well as they play in the Packers. And with Rodgers out, I was hoping relying more on the run game, therefore more chances for tackles. That did not happen. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know i and i thought i was seeing it through my actual eyes jeff I'm like Thank no you. i Thank don't you. think i'm over i don't think i'm overthinking this i mean y- you have a quarterback that's starting and obviously like kind of a safety blanket is a, a better run game but right so the other the other good one i saw was touchdown crew spent two dollars on ben roethlisberger outbidding dan who he also put in a bid for big ben as well what did you? What do you think, Tyler? And what 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 comments do you have on that for the two quarterbacks going after them? Yeah, um, I Tyler's going to have to kind of play a quarterback merry-go-round, play matchup, and the Steelers' offense did not look good last week. But hopefully, that was just kind of a fluke. And where Big Ben really starts to, we're getting closer to playoff time, and or you know, decisions are being made as far as like seating and stuff like that. So hopefully Big Ben gets this turned around. Well, let's now bring on uh, our guest host for the show. We are now joined by the owner of the Cleveland Browns, Matt Gertz. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Can you hear me all right? Oh, I can. Perfect. Coming loud and clear, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I've been dodging the show long enough, but I guess I (laughs) (laughs) couldn't hold out any longer. We saved the best for last, Matt. But to open, right. up the, to open up our series of questions, Matt, I have a serious question for you now. All right. I know we're on the podcast and we can't <clears throat> see each other visually here. But before you answer this, I need you to raise your right hand. Okay. It's raised. Do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, God. 
I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> where are we going with this, Jeff? All right. So this is where we're going with this. So on September 1st, which right. was five, five days before our draft, I went to the Triumph Church kickoff picnic. I ran into Kirsten and your kids oh, yeah. and your parents there. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> I sat down with them. We were having supper and Kirsten, I asked Kirsten if, if Matt was, ex- if you were excited about the, the draft. And in all honesty, she told me that the last few nights you have had two computer screens up an Excel spreadsheet and you have spent, and I quote, at least 40 hours studying <laughs> for the draft. Matt, is this story true? Okay, it it is not completely true. 40 hours, it that is uh that was exaggerated significantly. And and by the way, when I found that out, I told her, I said, Kirsten, you can't you can't like make it sound like I know what I'm doing. It's part of my strategy. <laughs> so i probably i mean i spent a couple evenings but certainly not 40 hours i read a few articles and then did i mean i researched my guys i had i had my list of guys i wanted to to uh, go after but i uh yeah it wasn't 40 hours i wish i would have spent 40 hours and maybe i would have a better team but no it was if i had to put a number to it i would say maybe 15 to 20 so yeah not 40 though okay okay i believe you um so speaking of the draft what can i put my hand down yet oh yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) thank you uh what was your draft strategy going into the season well my first my first strategy was i wanted to tight end is like a it's i feel like it's one of those positions where if you get one of the top three to four guys it can be an advantage for the team. So my strategy was to go after one of the top three tight ends. And I felt like Kyle Pitts was a good, like I felt like he was going to be in the top five and was maybe not going there uh, in drafts. So I wanted to put him up first to see dollar value where he went. And then if he was like priced too high, then I was going to try to go after one of the other ones. Well, Darren and I got in a bidding war and he just, spent a little bit more than I should. I, I wish I would have kept going, but um, so my strategy was if I don't get Kyle Pitts, then, you know, go after somebody else. But um, after that fell apart, that was literally the first pick. And then I was, I was called uh, all up in arms after that one. So I was a little disoriented <laughs> after that didn't go well, but I, I wanted to try to fill up my team with like um, depth because I wasn't sure how the COVID stuff was going to happen this year. And wanted to make sure that if like a player went down right, you know, Sunday morning or something like that, I had a decent player that I could fill in for. So, um, but I didn't expect, I didn't expect uh, players on my team just to like quit football. <laughs> so I didn't account for that fact. <laughs> so that tells you, that tells you my coaching ability is I'm clearly not connecting with my players. They're just <laughs> leaving football to take care of their mental health. So, which is, all, which so is also important. Yeah, it's important. It is. I mean, how can you argue with a guy that says he's going to go take care of his mental health? Right. So, yeah. Well, 
you must have left the draft uh, with a, with a pretty good team because of all the teams in the league this year, you have made the least number of transactions, which currently you've only made eight transactions through nine weeks. But you've also spent the most money on those eight picks because you have the smallest remaining budget left of $31. Why do you feel the need to drop so much money on so few players? That's a terrible question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't buy things very often. I don't spend a lot of money very often, but when I do, I tend to overspend. So I guess it applies in fantasy football too. So if I'm going to buy something, I'm going to make sure that I get the best and I make sure that I don't miss out on it. So, um, yeah, I've, I've spent too much on the waivers. I understand that <laughs> now that you point that out, it sounds worse, but, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of, I did more of my research up front and then I just kind of stick with my team usually. And so if a player comes on the waivers, if, if, uh, if I need to fill a hole or something like that, I'll make sure that I get the player I want. But I don't have a, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know why I'm spent overspending. I saw that I, I spent about $32 more than I should have on uh, Michael Carter <laughs> last week. But, yeah. You got your player, though. I got my player. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting yeah, we- him to score 60 points, but he – no, he's a bit out of bargain. Yep, that's right. <laughs> well, speak, speaking of Michael Carter, you placed a bid on him for $34 last week, but you also placed a bid on Arizona running back James Conner. You didn't get Conner because your first selected player yeah. was Michael Carter. So yep. last week, last week we all know that uh, Michael Carter went for 9.1 points and James Conner went for 38.8, <laughs> which, which isn't so, I mean, who cares, right? You, you, you got nine and James Conner got 38. However, the team now that has James Conner is your opponent this week, touchdown crew. Are you concerned that you made the wrong running back choice? Uh, no, I'm not because uh, Conner – he went off last week and so now he'll be a dud this week. So that was kind of a trap that I set for Tyler and he walked right into it. So, um, I am so smart. Yeah, I know. I am. I'm feeling pretty confident about Michael Carter this week. Um, he is playing against my defense though. So that's not great. So I, I don't know. I, I think, um, I think Michael Carter is good. He's been trending up. He had a tough week last week, so they're not going to expect him to bounce back against Buffalo. But I think he's going to do it. I think he's got a shot. He scored nine points against the third best rush defense in the Colts last week. And this week, like you said, he's going up against the Buffalo Bills. Who but last week, first. Yeah, first, last so. week, last week it was a Thursday night. They were away. That never works out for the away team on Thursday night. So. Uh, that was that was failure from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> you defend yourself all you want, Matt. I'm going to. But... I'm going to. And we can we can <laughs> chat next week. We can chat next week after uh, after my victory. So. Well, you heard it okay. here, folks. That's right. Is that a guarantee? It's as close as I'm going to get. Are you going to put your <laughs> maybe maybe you're going to put your waiver money on this one? Well, it's not much, so I could. 
There you go. Anyone here? Tyler, you hear that? Maybe you're, maybe you need to win a little bit of that dough back. Sounds go. like there's maybe $5 on the line. I tried to help. I tried to help Tyler out last week, but we just couldn't come to it. Couldn't come to terms. Sure. Sure. Well, Matt, I have a couple questions for you here. First right. off, I'm going to start by the accolade section because I don't want to skip it. Uh, <laughs> last week I got heckled roundly for doing that. Um, still chafed back there. Anyway. Uh, so, Matt, I love your persistency in this league. You were going to pry Swift from my cold, dead fingers. And I, I loved it. Like, I couldn't give in because I wanted to see the more information. I didn't know Swift was that good. And you kept giving me all this stuff. And I'm like, holy cow, I may actually have someone here. <laughs> I just thought it, I just liked his name. But oh, man. <laughs> Swift, he sounds good. I mean, but uh, no, persistency in that is great. Your re- like research wise, I am an upfront research guy as well. I, uh, I I agree with you on a lot of it. Like I love sticking with my team, and you know building a program. And these are the players I thought would win. And if I don't think I can win, like I wouldn't draft them. Therefore, having belief in your team sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you you choose your hill to die on, and that's a noble cause. So I I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, do you want, being do a, you want, do you want me ahead. to offer you another trade for Swift? Is that what I you're getting at? I would love that. I need some more information. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, actually, I mean, like your sources, I mean, I mean, you're, I think you're getting them from Scheffner himself. Yeah, we, we do have a direct line. Um, it's kind of hard to get into him sometimes. Like he's pretty busy, but um, you know, if you, you pick sure. the right kind of right time of day, you can usually reach them. So if yeah. you need some information, just let me know. I can reach oh, out. Oh, I would love that. Cause all I get mine is from urban Meyer and all I get is Ooh. Jaguars players. Oh yeah. And it is, it's tough. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and he's trying to do this whole lay low thing and anyway. But, um, so question I have for you, Matt, what is the foundation you are building your team on? What's the player that you cannot part with? for the rest uh, of this for the rest of this that's uh, a season. that's a good question i would say it's probably tom brady he is the anchor no, it's, for my no, team it's, no it's not Matt. no it's not it's not why is it I not have, tom brady because i have a pending trade to you that you have not canceled yet for tom brady that is true that is true so is this a shaky foundation matt it, does well, Gertz construction need to look into this yeah, we need to shore up our foundation. I, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's probably Tom Brady or Stefan Diggs. And then, of course, I have a trade for both of those players in my inbox. So, um, um, you know, I was, I was thinking of, like, changing my name uh-huh. on my team. Um, and I was going to – I was looking at the league history and – the last team name I had was the Brady Bunch. And so I was thinking about changing it back to the Brady Bunch. But go. that wouldn't work so well if I traded him, Jeff. So that's going to be a hard sell. Uh-huh. But I went back to my team and I realized that the last time I was the Brady Bunch, I didn't even actually have Brady on my team. <laughs> okay. So there's that. Um, so I was thinking if I did trade him, I'd have to pick up another player that mm-hmm. – was named Brady and on that 2016 team, I had drew Brees. and lo and behold, the Tennessee Titans have a safety 
named Brady Breeze. How about that? <laughs> yes, this is do. the real yes, thing. So I don't think I'll have to use much of my free agent budget for him, but that might be my backup option. That's so. great. That's, that's good. <laughs> However, like just saying that these are the players that you cannot do without the rest of the season in a pending trade agreement, that's just, that's just bad press. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> you do, now you're wondering, and you wonder why your players are leaving for mental health. You're just, uh, you're, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly right. Well, I think, oh, I no. think, I think your only chance is to get Brady Breeze because the other pending person with the name Brady is Jacksonville wide receiver Tyree Brady, who Ooh. Brandon potentially might be picking up. So, really, Urban's okay. got Urban's got high picks. Uh, he's got high <laughs> praise for him. So. Okay, well, that's my Brady Breeze is my guy. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, um, like I say, every good uh, construction project, we all, you and I both know, starts with foundation, right? Absolutely. What do you think is the foundation of our fantasy football league? Um, what do you a, think we build upon the most? That's a great question. It has to be the league creator. You have to start you have to start the league on the right foot. Mm-hmm. Um, so who, who did, who created this league, by the way? I believe you did, Matt. <laughs> oh, that's right. I did. And, and, and yeah. And like any, you know, any good business that I'd like to run, I like mm-hmm. to turn it over to a more qualified <laughs> yes. person and sit back and enjoy the accolades. So exactly. You are always designing right? a business to sell. Exactly. That's, right. It's, and like I say, Matt, just that is a great, great answer. <laughs> and now look at look at this empire you have built. You have ten teams, competitive. Every everyone, every game is 50-50 matchups. I mean, it makes great. And now there's podcasts. We are reaching almost coast to Midwest, <laughs> as we now maybe have a listener out east. Yeah, and I, have a, I have a story later for that. So I mean. Well done, Matt. Hats thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. It was not easy. It, it's been a long road, but, you know, you surround yourself with enough good people, you can go places. Mm. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Well, thank you, Matt, for, for joining us. Um, your fantasy salary is still more than mine and Brandon's, so I do congratulate that to you as well. Um, you built it, and you're still reaping the dividend payment checks. <laughs> every month so i applaud you for that thank you i like to try to stay out of the spotlight i don't like to win my own league so i'm gonna try to yeah i'm in a good position to do that again this year league builder (laughs) founder and philanthropist that's right there you go there you go well thank you matt for joining us and good luck in your matchup this week versus touchdown crew thank you guys love the show look forward to hearing the episode thanks again matt bye Brandon, let's go through the blended standings update through week nine. We've got Vaughn in first place, 15 and three, has a comfortable lead between second place Ben, who's 11 and seven. Darren, uh, tied for second, is 11 and seven as well. Sam is slipping. He's down to fourth place now at 10 and eight. Corey is in fifth place at eight and 10. Brandon, you're sitting right behind him in sixth place at eight and 10. Matt, uh, there's a three-way tie now for seventh place. Matt is in seventh, seven and, and eleven. I myself is eighth, seven and eleven, and then Dan is ninth at seven and eleven. 
and Tyler is bringing up the rear at six and twelve. The money update: I was the sec- first team to win two highest scoring weeks uh, for scoring, so I've got ten dollars. Uh, everyone else has five dollars, and Darren and Vaughn are still moneyless. So, Brandon, let's look through the week ten matchups again. This is the first week now we we are going back to these are the opponents we played in week one so brandon who do you see winning between red zone and risley bears um i see that vaughn uh beat you the first time around um i do think uh you learned from your mistakes and i think you're going to take this one thank you brandon um i too believe i'm going to take this one as well um, even though Vaughn has been struggling the last few weeks, um, Kyler Murray seems to be struggling a couple times. He's questionable um, on this, um, but I think the he's got two players that I'm worried about. He's got the Buccaneers defense playing at Washington. I'm worried about that one. And I'm also worried about Justin Herbert, who plays Minnesota on Sunday. So mm. I still think, though, that I've, I've got all my starters now back from the bye week. Um, so I'm I'm hoping to to pull out the victory on this one, Brandon. Who do you see winning between Ranger Danger and yourself? No punt intended. After all the accolades I gave Dan, I think he's just going to hand me the win. So, <laughs> I mean, I took up. I, I mean, that was three minutes of stuff, Dan. I I had to, like I say, I got so parched. I had to drink all this holy water. I won off Ben after beating him last week. <laughs> And it's great stuff, Ben, by the way. I know that little hint of CBD to end there. Thank you, Big Trust uh, Dispensaries, for that, our show sponsor. But, yeah, I like I say, uh, and I also never pick against myself, so I'm going to take this one for sure. I'm going to I'm gonna pick you as well, and the reason being is because Dan's two quarterbacks, Taylor Heineke's playing at Tampa Bay, or sorry, home against Tampa Bay. Uh, they're a tough defense, like I mentioned before. And then Teddy is home against Philadelphia, and they are they are stout on quarterbacks. So I think you are also going to win this one as well. Brandon, we've got uh, Holy Rollers versus the GOAT. The GOAT winning the first matchup round. Who do you see winning the second time around? Boy, this is, is going to be a big matchup here. Both uh, kind of jockeying for these top spots up here uh, between Ben and Darren. And... Go took the first one. I think they're going to go 50-50. I think Holy Rollers takes this one. Okay. Interesting. I, I'm actually going to take the GOAT uh, on this one. I, I he's, he's kind of bit me two weeks in a row now, I feel like. Um, I have lost. And so I, I don't think he falters this week. He scored 83 points last week. He's got McCaffrey back. Josh Allen is at the Jets. And then uh, he's got um, everyone healthy and everyone back from the bye week. The Ravens' defense are also at Miami as well, so that's a good matchup too. Um, I like Ben's team, but I see the GOAT beating Ben for the second time this season. Next matchup, next, next matchup we have is Stafford Infection, who took the week one win versus Big Truss. Brandon, who do you see winning in this one? Well, this is kind of a interesting game here too. Corey climbing the ranks. Look at, like, look at this charge we put in to Corey, Jeff. You know? It's amazing. He's won he like three or four in a row. You cannot help but think that we are a, a small, if not a big part of this. I agree. Corey climbs the ranks again, takes out Stafford infection. I agree. I'm going to pick Big Trust as well. 
Corey's riding high. He got a he got a good trade back from AJ Brown, um, who he dropped earlier in the season. Um, so I think Big Trust takes this one, which then leads us to the game of the week. Which the reason why this one is spotlighted um, is not just because Tyler's in it, but because if Tyler beats Matt, and there's a couple other things that have to go uh, against Matt, but after this week. Matt could potentially drop from seventh place to last place. So this is a pretty big week for Matt. Um, he sounded confident in his team, but who do you see, Brandon, winning between the and touchdown crew? This is a good game of the week. I like to see Tyler's trade pay dividends here. Um, and I, I think touchdown crew takes this one. Oof, this is a tough one. Um, Here's what I think. Matt has Tom Brady back. He's got Chris Godwin back. And he's now starting all 10 players. Last week he started nine. Um, he's got all 10 guys back. I think I think touchdown crew gives him a good run. Um, I, I just think the flex players like James Conner and Delvin Cook and Devonta Adams, they have to do really well for t- Tyler to win because I think – Stafford, who I think will struggle against San Francisco, and Big Ben, who just looks like a struggling, basically an old man walking out there, um, even though he's home against Detroit. I think the Cleveland Browns, though, rallies to beat Tyler um, for that. So I did forget to go over our overall scores, our overall records. So last week, Brandon, you were 2-3. and three, So your record is 18-17, and 17, and then I went 3-2 and two last mm-hmm. week with a 22 and 18 record. So it's impressive. Jeff. You, you also didn't, you also missed like the first week. So right. um, you're five games behind or maybe I should go back and pick now <laughs> and then we can get these. So we can get true statistics. We could take the aggregate <laughs> of the total season and then add those wins afterwards. So, Brandon, any last thoughts you have before we end this week's show? Uh, you were mentioning something about uh, possibly a new listener listener out on the East Coast. Yeah, I did. Um, and this is dead serious. This is not a joke. Last night, around 5.30, I got a text message from a number that I did not know. Um, the number is, and Ben, I seriously want you to check this. I think Ben knows these people or have them in his phone. The number is 732 732- Seven three seven five nine four nine. I think it's Wes and Anya Asham. Um, so the text message said, "Jeff!" Exclamation point. What is your football podcast, and can Wes listen to it? So I sent it to them. I was just acting like I knew them. I, I'm pretty sure it's them. But I said, "Sure, this is full of inside jokes. So make so some of it may not make sense, but we just like to make fun of our league members and try to make fun episodes." And they said, "Sweet," with a heart. So. Yeah, I think it's an East Coast listener. The 732 zip code is a East Coast zip code. So like you mentioned before, we're moving from the Midwest to the East Coast, and we're proud and thankful again for all of our listeners. Yeah, yes, Jeff. Like East Coast today, West Coast tomorrow, the world next week. Never know what's going to happen with this podcast. But again, Brandon, thank you for joining the show. Like always, you're, you're a busy man. You've got a lot of stuff dealing with in life and uh, with work and family life too. So appreciate you taking the time joining us on the podcast again. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Always appreciate it. We'll talk to you later.